Join us on Podbean Livestream for Podcast Wellness Week, Monday, November 30th through Friday, December 4th. Each day will include two livestream panels, a daily featured meditation, and exclusive episodes and giveaways from your favorite wellness podcasters. You'll also have exclusive live streams with top wellness experts such as Dr. Adi and Sophie Jaffe, Tina Lifford, Shaman Durek, Katie Morton, John Gray, and many more. Register for free or purchase a full pass for $25 to join and replay all of the exclusive daily live streams. For more information, visit our website at www.podcastwellnessweek.com. Hello, my name is Ben Randall, and welcome to More About More, the podcast where I talk more about things you may want to know more about, things you may not want to hear about, or things you didn't even know could be talked about. We're turning the corner of February of the second month of the year, and it seems kind of weird. Like, uh, in January, I feel like January, every single year, it just takes forever to finish. Like, we see countless memes on social media of... Oh, it's the 16th week of January, and we're still not through it, and stuff like that. But then we hit February, and all of a sudden, it's Halloween, it's Christmas, it's the next year. It's kind of weird how the months work out like that. But we're turning the corner on February. We probably just have one, maybe two more podcasts for this month. And then hopefully we get into spring and can get rid of some of this horrible Midwest weather. In the time I'm recording this, there's a huge blizzard going on outside. So I am definitely ready to get some nicer weather out here. But anyway, uh, be sure to check out everything more about more on my Instagram at underscore ben.randall underscore and my Twitter at underscore benrandall. That is B-E-N-R-A-N-D-A-L-L. Check me out to keep up to date with new episodes and content from More About More and the podcast. So as the year progresses and the podcast, uh, you know, expands its influence, I encourage all my listeners, all you guys to continue to help me out with this. Help me out with the plea from the podcast to impact just one new life every day. Have somebody think about new music, think about themselves, think about that like first episode I released that was kind of philosophical. Tell your mom, tell your brother, uh, listen to it with your dog if you have a dog. All I ask is just get get one person in the know about more about more this week and let's just see what happens. Let's see what type of traction we can get in the podcast. So for week seven, I'm doing something a little different from the last couple weeks, kind of spinning off the one artist style that I've been going. So we're going to go off two fan recommendations, uh, kind of just because both uh, artists here don't have a whole lot of music out. And it was kind of a wonky week. I had like two snow days and well, one snow day and then it was President's Day. And I don't know, it just it just kind of went by fast. So uh, we're going to go off two recommendations this week and two artists and try to keep it a little shorter this week. So firstly, thanks to Cecily Jones for opening me up to a remarkable album called Cleopatra Girls. And thanks to my right-hand man, Gavin Struve, for telling me about a new alternative artist named Dominic Fike. So we're going to talk about this whole 
Cleopatra Girls album first. It's about 14 songs, and it's from four different artists total. I think it's the, the four artists. It's uh, Vicky and the Van Dykes, Bernadette Carroll, the Falconettes, and Harriet Rogers. So, yeah, this was recorded in 1813. Just kidding. But looking at all these names, it kind of seems, I kind of get that sense that this is a much older um, style of music and listening to it. I definitely got that as well as this was really, really different for me way, way out of the realm of alternative of pop of indie. It was kind of, uh, in a word, I would say ragtime. It's, it's a really older sounding style of music. Um, it, that's definitely influenced by, uh, the female, uh, female kind of gender, the whole the whole album kind of is based around girl um equality and girls kind of standing up for themselves i i get the sense that this was at least trying to be based around a time that was maybe like the women's rights movement and areas like that and so something that's really weird about this whole cleopatra girls album so it's it's an album it's not it's not a just specific artist. There's only 14 songs, and I don't know, maybe f- it's probably a little bit less than 30 minutes total. Um, and the really weird thing about it is, I, I I like I'll Google their their name, the Cleopatra Girls, or I'll Google the artist behind them, uh, and I don't really see anything for them. Like with the past couple weeks of artists, I've been able to. Google, Safari, Bing, whatever your search engine is, look them up and I'd find like a Wikipedia page. I'd find a couple artist renditions and like reviews of their music. And that that was not there for the Cleopatra Girls. So it was interesting. Uh, For a while I was like, oh gosh, how am I going to do this? But I I think it, it really allowed me to kind of look into them deeper, I think. So I I found out that their record label is a label called Numero Group, and it's a really like you know, nothing like Columbia Records, nothing like any of the big time record labels that some of the previous artists on the show have signed with. Uh, this album is on YouTube, and it has, I think, like maybe fourteen hundred total views, so not a whole lot. I believe I am the only subscriber. I clicked the subscribe button to their album, so there it's definitely an underrepresented, undershown, undervalued album, I would say. Uh and it's I don't know. I, I would recommend this album to you if one, if you're a woman who is looking for kind of someone to relate to or to understand kind of older times, this would definitely be interesting to listen to. But more so, I would just I would recommend it to anyone who wants to listen to a style of music that is uh, just a stark contrast <laughs> to everything that is on the radio today and everything that is so popular. Um, I I did find one short little excerpt that was released on the uh, Numero record labels website about uh, the Cleopatra album, and it says that Bernadette Carroll, who was one of the uh, artists on this 
on this album. Uh, it says that Bernadette Carroll lived a reckless teen life that she snuck out of the house with friends at about 14 years old, but that she didn't get out of the house to drink, to do drugs, to, you know, to be a juvenile delinquent. Uh, it was to get out of the house to go to the local recu- recording studio uh, in Linden, New Jersey. And the album kind of goes on to say that that was similar for all the other girl groups, the Vicky and the Van Dykes, Harriet Rogers, the Falcon X, uh, and said that all of these uh, all of these girl groups graced uh, Tommy Falcone's basement, and that's the that's the owner of the record label. And they would sneak off into the night across Manhattan to record during like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. And then they would practice after school. They'd stay up late partying and performing their songs. It's really just, it's it's an album of dance songs, of crush songs, and dreaming about having a house when you're older, dreaming about a Cadillac. <laughs> it's really just, it's it's out there, but it's it's really good. If I could... If I would recommend uh, a couple songs from the album, I'd say the very first one. It's called "I Want to Be a Winner." Um, I think it's it's Vic, it's by Vicky and the Van Dykes, and it sounds like something my grandpa might listen to. But is it's great? Like it's just this repetitive uh, female voice who keeps saying, "I want to be a winner," and how she'll do anything uh, to do that. And a couple other songs, uh, "Heavenly." And Humpty Dump is a great song. They all just have these little catchy kind of one or two line verses that kind of walk the fine line of being a little too intimate, but having the listener being okay with it, honestly. Uh, it's it's a great album. I, I seriously, I'm going to include the link in the description. They're on Spotify. Um, so I think everybody should check them out. Something else I noticed that was pretty cool was on the Numero Uno or Numero Group's uh, album uh, website, their record label, they actually have an alternate alternate album called Cleopatra Boys. And I was listening to it, and they have some of the same songs except just in kind of a more masculine rendition. And that was really interesting. It, it, was, it was cool. So definitely, definitely check those two out. Okay, so... For the second part of this podcast, we're going to talk about a guy by the name of Dominic Fike. He is a pretty relatively uh, young artist. I'm looking at this picture of him here, and he does not look any older than me. He's, I'm going to guess that he's maybe around the age of 20. Um, he's another one of those artists who's really kind of underrepresented, but more so in this case because he's brand new like with um with the cleopatra girls album it was released in april 7th 2017 and dominic fike's uh first like official release surfaced only a couple weeks ago i think uh it was an album i believe by the name of don't forget about me demos yeah don't forget about me demos um it's an ep there's only six songs on it but he definitely shows a lot of potential with uh, the songs that are on this album. There's a song called Three Nights. Uh, it's the first first track on the Don't Forget About Me album, and it is great. Like it, I I wouldn't doubt if in a couple weeks from now it's on, you know, close to the top of the charts on Billboard, 
alternative lists. I could see it in Apple commercial. It's one of those songs that's just really catchy. It has kind of a catchy uh, one line verse that says like, "You can call me names if you call me up." It's it's a it's a sizzler. It's a it's a bang. Um, some other great songs uh, by Dominic. There's only six songs here. Is uh, "King of Everything" and "Socks." <laughs> There's a song about socks, and he basically is just talking about how. He's became famous and he can't find his socks anymore. And then it kind of turns into a big teenage depression thing. Uh, but he's he's definitely different. He's different than different than your classic kind of alternative musicians. I I've I was talking with uh, my friend Gavin who recommended it to me, and he goes, I kind of get a Jack Johnson vibe from him, and I definitely can identify with that. Uh, Jack Johnson, if you don't know, is uh, He's a alternative, chill kind of singer. Uh, you could call him uh, kind of a, a rapper as well. He's just ver- a very laid back singer that writes songs about like everyday things, like sitting on the couch, shooting the breeze, making banana pancakes. He's kind of he's kind of one of those really laid back guys, and I definitely get that vibe from Dominic Fike. Um, but something noteworthy about Dominic Fike is that it wasn't always this way for him uh, before he made it big uh, with the with his first album here this first EP he had a lot of trouble with the law with drugs with drinking and his mother went to jail I know I read that the first day that he received his um, money from Columbia Records he signed with Columbia which is a big thing, by the way. Columbia is like one of the top record labels. Uh, the first day he received his money, he uh, was able to pay the bail of his mother's two-year jail sentence. And that just that kind of sums up um, Dominic and his family in a word or in a term because uh, he's just really troubled. I know that when his album was released, um, he was like that very morning, he was just getting over like a hangover and he had been um just drinking a lot the night before he can barely eat anything nowadays because in high school all he did was do coke i believe he even got into crack at some time so he definitely is going through this whole big change uh that isn't puberty (laughs) he's going through kind of a just change of personas and do someone who was uh, kind of a freak and kind of a social outcast uh, in turning into this guy who seems to be more in touch with himself, seems to seems to know the type of music that, that he wants and knows that drugs isn't going to get him where he wants to be, I'd say. Um, there is a huge bidding war on Dominic Fike for his album, or for his music, before he even released an album. Like, before they even knew what type of singer he really was they had an idea there is huge record labels throwing a whole lot of money at him um at the singer who was just pulled from the internet this this crackhead and they threw about four million dollars at him uh columbia records did so i just i have this feeling about dominic vike that uh this this first uh short ep album will be kind of his legacy album and it'll be the start of 
all things for him. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to hear more about Dominic as he grows up, as maybe he gets some facial hair, and as he gets through his um his kind of teenage struggles. It's been it's been great listening to both him and the Cleopatra Girls album this week. I'd like to thank Cecily and Gavin for recommending both these artists to me. It's been like I said, it's been great. It's it's really a culture shock to listen to uh, these uh, renditions and genres of music that are just like apples to oranges with with what is going on today. So if you have any free time this upcoming week, feel free to shoot me some criticism, shoot me some recommendations, want to do an interview, just reach out to me on my social media at underscore ben.randall underscore. Uh, that's Instagram there or at my Twitter at underscore Ben Randall to just reach out, give me criticism and tell me all things that you want to know about more about more. So thanks for listening guys and uh, have a good snowy week as it looks like it's shaping up to be. We'll meet back here next Monday, if not sooner, to talk about more and about a little more. <laughs>